Welcome, weirdos, to episode two of the Project Weird podcast. I'm really excited. It's the second episode. It's, it's pretty much a streak now. So today's podcast, uh, titled The Stories of Bees and Vegans, um, or veganism, I should say, is um, because I had these really two major experiences that happened within the past month and wanted to kind of share them, but I thought they had some interesting parallels. So I put them together into one show. So I figured I'd share these stories with you. Doesn't really put me in the greatest of light in some moments, but I thought they were kind of entertaining and also, you know, maybe some really cool takeaways. The first one I just wanted to start with was um, my trip into vegan culture, I guess. Maybe not really culture, but at least being vegan. I tried it for a month. I posted the story to my projectweird.com website. I'll put it in the show notes, though, a link to the story of how the experience fully was. I thought for 30 days it would be good because it'll actually give you a chance to you know, fully submerge yourself into uh, something new um, and also, you know, give it a full chance, you know, try different ways of it, try, um, take on new experiences, live through it. And, you know, they say it takes about 30 days to create a habit. So, you know, if you just try something for a weekend, I don't think you're giving it its full shot. And I really wanted to see, you know, what um, being vegan was all about. You know, it's it's not just about, you know, a healthier diet, which is what kind of got me initially into it. It is political as well. Um, it's also environmental. You know, the fact that more plant-based food and eating by human beings would actually help the environment in so many ways. So, you know, there were so many factors in me trying to really understand what it's like to be vegan fully um, and whether or not I liked it was quite an experience. Um, I tried various types of homemade recipes. I tried just store-bought frozen, you know, patties and food and cheese. I'll say cheese question mark. And then, you know, various desserts and baking versus raw. I tried all different ways um, of doing it and also a lot of meal kits. You know, I think the best thing about meal kits is it takes the guesswork out of everything. You know, you're trying something new. It gives you everything. You use it once, you're good. I think a lot of times, especially with food, if you try something new, you got to buy a crap load of new equipment or spices or various food that you're going to try once and then you end up throwing it away because the rest goes bad. So they really portion it out, let you give it a try and allows you to try a bunch of different things and see what you like. And the biggest thing about um, that was as uncomfortable as it was, and at times frustrating, it really was a great experience. And I had some amazing recipes and food that I now bake into all of my normal recipes and entertaining and it becomes part of you. You know, if you try something new that many that for that long, it really becomes part of you and and becomes a more habitual and more part of your lifestyle as opposed to something that stands out and becomes like odd, which is great. Um, I really enjoyed it. So I encourage you to even try it. Read the, my blog post if you want um, to get a little bit of a feel for it. I can tell you my obsession with cheese and various dairy products was I think the hardest part. I think a lot of people would say, oh, but you know, you miss the steak and juicy burgers and really pumped chicken or something. And I could probably get rid of all of that because there were some really amazing plant-based patties and recipes, but the cheese and the dairy was the hardest for me. Feel free to comment too, you know, if there's any um, vegan quote unquote dairy products that you use that you really like. 
um, feel free to share it because I'm always willing to continue to try. Um, you know, I don't knock all of it. Some of it was really good, but some of it, I really, I don't think I could give it up, but it was really great. And it was, it was a great experience. I kind of shared it with my friends and family, the various things that I loved about it and they loved it too. So now there's, there's more people that are experiencing it. So I definitely think it's something to try. So that's my kind of brief toe dip into a totally different uh, food lifestyle. But really, I was just kind of proud of myself. I could be totally honest. I ate um, a couple of eggs throughout the course of the month. Um, just two breakfasts. I think I had eggs. I just missed them really. The amount of protein. And then I ate a burger once and completely regretted it. I think if you're going to cheat with something like that, eat something a little bit cleaner than fast food. But I was desperate and, and tried it. So so that was kind of my one my one um, flaw in the whole entire month. So I think that's that was pretty good. So the B story, I had recently purchased a home and I was just sitting in my dining room one day and you know a little bee was just kind of flying around. And I worry about the bees being in the house because I do have a young daughter and we're not sure if she's allergic. My ex-husband was, and I don't know if that's hereditary, but it makes you think, you know, like, God forbid something happens, right? So you see a bee in the house. It's not like any other type of anim you know, animal or insect animal. That'd be a little scarier. It's not like any other type of insect. You really don't want a bee in the house. They're kind of a little bit more of an issue than a fly or even a mosquito, right? So I immediately got rid of the bee, took it out there and thought nothing of it. And then like over the course of the next couple of days, like a couple more like were like on my dining room table or like flying around the house. I'm like, why are there bees in the house? Like it's such a weird thing to have in your house. You know, usually something like that isn't, isn't very typical, right? So I noticed they were only coming in in the dining room and I thought maybe it was like an AC unit or, you know, vents they were kind of falling into, but I got a little nervous. So I went outside and I started looking at the perimeter of the house and up in the corner under one of the soffits was this huge bee's nest with a bunch of bees just flying around and it was right near my dining room window. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is absolutely disgusting. And when I went in back inside, I heard buzzing again, but kind of like a clicking. And I look up and there's a dozen bees like in my ceiling light of my dining room. Like they were, most of them were dead, but I mean, there was like, you know, 12, 13 bees in there just kind of dead, probably got trapped in there. And I'm like, this is awful. Like, what am I going to do? So I immediately called, found out, you know, that, oh, you know, we can certainly come. It'll be a couple hundred dollars to like get rid of the nest and you have to just leave it. Oh, and we'll be there on Wednesday. That means I would have had to have lived this nightmare for two more days in order for someone to come and get help. And I don't knock any company I called. They're experts. It's the season they're busy. So I totally understood. They were coming into the house. And as a side note, if you're thinking of owning a house or you already own a house, you could probably relate to this, but when you buy a house, it's this amazing fantasy of this home that you grow and develop and live in and make your own. What the other side of a house is, is you have to defend your home. You have to defend it against obviously insects and plagues. No, you have to <laughs> you have to defend it against water damage and wind and sunlight and UV rays and electrical and wood deterioration and rodents and it's just this ongoing thing where you defend this piece of property and all the elements are saying this is an odd thing in this world and we're going to try to absorb it into the environment. And if you want to keep it the way you want it with your televisions and microwaves and beautiful tile work, 
and accessories and bedding, you are going to have to work your butt off to save. So it's kind of that other side, which is exciting, but also uh, frightening and expensive. <laughs> so, but totally worth it. So back to the story, I really couldn't deal with the amount of bees coming into the house. Wait two more days for somebody to come and take this away. I have, like I said, I have a child, don't want to wait. I knew I had Bray from when I lived in an apartment. I don't particularly condone the use of harsh chemicals. I don't use it on my lawn. I don't use it in my detergent and my soap. Like I'd really try to avoid that, but I'm defending my home. I'm defending my family. I couldn't wait two days. I was kind of desperate. So it was in the morning, sprayed the hell out of it and prayed and hoped for the best. So that evening, a friend of mine came over my daughter was with my ex-husband, so she wasn't in the house. I hadn't seen any bees coming in, hadn't seen any bees flying around on the roof. So I was kind of confident that they, that I got them, you know, they were dead. I got a little bit of a, uh, of nerve um, after a couple of glasses of wine and went outside and with my girlfriend, who thank God is also a nurse, giving me moral support. I quickly climbed up a ladder to get close. It seemed pretty dormant. I thought I was okay. We had put a garbage bag underneath the nest. So I thought that I would take a rake that was long enough. I only had to go maybe on like two steps up the ladder and kind of scrape at the ceiling and it would just drop and I'd be fine. Well, what we noticed was the teeth of the rake was just kind of puncturing this fragile paper nest, right? So all I was doing was kind of making the situation work. So I said, okay, that's not working. So I go back into the garage, I grab a shovel, which is like a flathead metal shovel, and that could like scrape it off. And I couldn't believe how strong the glue that they created was to kind of like stick their home onto my home. So I knew I had to like scrape it off, which means I had to get higher on the ladder. So I fully knew like, I'm falling off this ladder. That's what's going to happen. I had to do what I had to do. So I climbed up onto the ladder. I'm like pretty much three and a half, maybe four feet off the ground, scrape it off. And this nest just drops into the garbage bag. Now, what I believe is that even before the nest hit the garbage bag, I hit the ground. I knew I wasn't going to make it to stepping quietly down the steps with the shovel. So I prepared myself. I was like, I'm going to jump. So I hit the thing. It dropped. I dropped. I jumped. I tucked. I rolled. I was safe. I was healthy. Nothing happened. Thank God, but, and the nest was down. So after the initial shock, I felt better, walked over, tied up the nest, threw in the garbage. Haven't seen a bee since. So I was super like excited. You know, I'm doing this all by myself and I saved a couple hundred bucks. I saved my daughter or myself from getting stung or my pet from getting stung. I saved a swarm from like creating their house along my house. You know, I really felt proud of myself. And you know, as much as that's a little bit different than, than, you know, trying a new food, like, you know, a vegan diet or something, they both kind of had the same outcome. You know, this sense of pride, like I finished what I set out to do, right? So as corny as that sounds, and maybe, you know, as eye-rolly as that sounds, it, it really are those little things in life where you're just like, I'm freaking awesome. Like I really kick ass at things. Like I can really handle anything because I did this, like I just had to handle it. And at times you're not typically, you know, you don't typically have a choice. So like one, I didn't have a choice. I had to get the bees out of here. On the other, I did have a choice. I could have given up whenever I wanted to, but I didn't. So those are those two things where either life is going to thrust upon you and you rise to the occasion, or you seek it out and choose it and rise to the occasion. It's two very different, very different um, journeys. But the outcome is way more exciting and, and 
fulfilling than if you just tried something like off the cuff and didn't, you know, pursue it far enough to be able to have that story, to have that experience where you want to share it with other people. Those are both really, really amazing experiences as insignificant as they may seem to other people. They were really huge for me. And that's what I really wanted to share with you today was just that ability to seek out things that may scare you a little bit or don't be scared to try something new. And even if it gets hard, how much can you push it? How much can you do and hold yourself accountable for to achieve your goal? Because sometimes no one's going to be there to push you to finish it, right? They're going to say, oh, great job. How's that going? Or, you know, people that care will be interested in hearing about your experience, but how often do you start something and then not finish it? How often do you not give it a full chance because you're like, well, this is stupid or this is like, this isn't for me. Until it's actually done, you don't really know. And even if it sucks, like even if you think like, well, this was a waste of time. It really wasn't because you did learn a bunch of stuff throughout, throughout the time. And also it allows you to say, you know, with the experiences like the bees, like you are traversing this world, going through your day to day. And then something like this is thrust upon you. So it could be a, you know, yellow jacket nest invading your home. It could be the loss of a job. It could be relocating to another area. It could be something as small as, you know, you sprained an ankle when you were jogging, you know, and then your whole, you know, fitness and diet plan starts to like fly out the window. Like you don't know what's going to happen in some circumstances and some of them are out of your control. Do you give up? Do you rise to the occasion and fight against it? Do you laugh about it? Do you cry about it? No matter what, do you get over it and then fight through it? And then on the other hand are those that you set for yourself which sometimes are harder because you weren't given that option with the other lifestyle changes. These are an option. You're saying, I want to do this. You have to set the goals up. You have to push yourself through it. You have to hold yourself accountable. You have to create the benchmarks where you're showing your own progress. You have to measure your own progress. And sometimes that's even harder because those are so much easier to drop. So much easier to just say, well, I mean, nobody would give a crap if I just let this go. Like what, who would have cared if I was like, oh, I tried, you know, to eat vegan for like two weeks, but like, it wasn't for me. So forget it. Well, nobody would have cared. They would be like, well, that's cool. Great. But I wanted to try a full month. I wanted to experience as much as I could of it because there's so much positive things that could come out of it. And even if it didn't come out of it for me, it would have at least I would have at least given it a chance and it would have at least been an experience. So, you know, or if you, you know, let's just say you drive you say, I'm gonna drive cross country, right across the United States or something. And you get through like three or four states and you're like, I am going home stupid. Well, how do you know the other like 15, 17 states you would have driven through, you would have loved? Or how would you have known what would have happened? Or it would have sucked like the the whole time and you never do it again. But later on, those memories, when you look back on, you'll be happy you pushed yourself. So that's kind of the reason I put these two stories together because they ran parallel with each other that you, I was so proud of the accomplishment. I was proud of the end results of what happened. And it makes me strong enough to be like, I'm going to kick ass later on with other things also. But at the same time, they were goals and things that are accomplished in two totally different ways that hold me accountable in two totally different ways. So I hope that throughout your life, you're not just contending with putting out the fires. I hope you're not only contending with the things that are thrust upon you. And you know what, if your personality type is to succeed when things are thrust upon you, then maybe you need to have other people hold you accountable. 
I mean, I know that that is sometimes a personality trait, but either way, you are taking control of how you achieve your goal. So even if someone else is kind of telling you or checking in with you or holding you accountable, it's still up to you to complete it. So it's way more exciting to have certain things that you accomplish that are outside of the things that you are given because of fate. You know, that's what we're all here for, right? That's what the Project Weird project really is, is can I succeed with the things I want to do in my way? Well, life isn't going to give me things my way, right? So how can, throughout this project, how can I create things my way if I'm only relying on the external to keep me accountable, right? I have to do it myself on my terms, with my goals, with my timeline. It really has to be a little bit of both, I think, in order to truly be happy. Because you either overcome adversity, shit happens, or you meet your goals that you set for yourself. That's really exciting. And I don't know which one makes you stronger. Depends on the person. But I definitely know that with a little bit of both, it makes me feel much stronger if I'm doing both. If I'm not accomplishing goals I set for myself, I don't feel like I'm challenging myself and I need that. And if I totally give up on things in the world, my anxiety and disappointment in, in myself is just as strong. So I, you know, thought I'd share those both and run that extremely strange parallel with you in the hopes that you would try something new as well. And I don't task anybody with anything. Um, I try not to offer up anything that is something that you should be doing as of yet. Um, I think that I'm working on various projects that will kind of help organize, organize your thoughts, organize your life so that you can incorporate more of the goals. And I'll be sharing with those with you in the future. So I just want to Thank you for listening. I hope that my stories and little anecdotes are reminiscent of some of the things that have happened to you. And I can't wait till we talk again. Ciao.